0: Refuse to say a thing, uh. See a thing I keep the money coming Today I'm going insane uh. Put on the pedal And going fast Mulan-a-lang, Mulan-a-lang. Uh. Put on the
1: pedal And going fast Mulan-a-lang.
2: Mulan-a-lang What up, demons? How
3: we doing today, baby? Uh, welcome to Development Hell, guys. Um, This is a, oh man, it's a Richard episode, baby. How we feeling
4: about this? I'm I'm so glad this is going poorly. It makes me feel so bad. Every Every party. I was like, this is going bad, thank God.
1: it's nice to lead up to, for two weeks, you're like, I could do better than fucking this. And then it gets to be your week, yeah. and you're like, no I, no, I can't. I'm so relieved.
3: Oh, man. I had it all planned in my
1: head. It didn't Guys, work this development hell the best podcast with the worst intros? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could make it through the first four minutes, there's some good shit in there. Turn I would I can't. Enjoy. I can't, so I wouldn't know. But you know,
2: whatever. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you can't make it through the first four minutes of the show on average. I know, I've I've never made it through four minutes of an episode. Gotta, even the, it the key, four the key is you have to turn the volume down. <laughs> yeah, the lot. key to enjoying this show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Yeah, welcome to the podcast where we talk about movies, uh, media, video games, plays, anything that sort of just had like a long bumpy road to production, uh, success, not success, uh, and everything in between. I am today's uh, main host, uh, Richard Humphrey, and to the left of the Zoom chat, we have... Well, that really doesn't work
4: right now. Oh, it really doesn't. Yeah, it's... We have a very special guest. Well, we first, i I'm Spike Kittrell. I'm usually here. I'm Kyle Anderson. I live here. I work here. Yeah, we all live here.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, just all is where we are.
1: We all yeah. live in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <That's> where we <laughs> live.
4: You, you guys we, are our only visitors.
1: We our, live our, in the Swede now. is our only visitor. Yeah, the Swede, our Swedish fan, our Swedish listener. If you're listening, please reach out to us. We don't know why you keep listening, but you keep not speaking to us when we talk to you directly in episode. I don't of Truth.
4: see. How uh, we can ask for them to DM us all more clearly? <laughs> I know, right? Get to know us, bro. I'll give you my phone number. And that was the voice of our special guest. Uh, our, 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 and we'll get to why specifically he's he's on this episode. Uh,
0: but Jacob Borja is joining us. Oh, hello, everybody! Uh, I I I exist in this house too. We exist within this podcast. I popped in randomly. Uh, uh, We we only exist within the void of when we're recording the podcast, and when you're done listening, we don't exist anymore. And then Mm -hmm. we come back, uh, and I popped into this (laughs) uh, 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 Zoom chat.
2: Well, and 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 Strider been saying stuff like that this whole
0: time.
1: Mike and Jacob, you guys have you guys have another podcast on our podcast network, right? The 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 big old titty podcast.
2: <laughs>
4: I've I've heard such
2: myths. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Is this the part where you can't keep listening, Kyle? Is this where you usually turn it off? This
1: is usually when I get fifteen seconds forward for like a straight <laughs> a minute. Oh,
2: <laughs> uh,
4: yeah the the mm. the, the big old titties podcast network. <laughs> Jacob and I have been trying to learn. I have been trying to learn how to record On the uh, a podcast. Network. while we record a podcast? Which has resulted in us recording our sixth slash. First episode last week
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah we, I, we we finally nailed it we nailed it we... Oh, we
4: nailed it i think we're almost done i think we're kind of about to wrap up the show
3: um, <laughs> yeah. and
4: bid farewell did we That's uh right. I, I
3: think we solved it by living inside of your podcast right <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: yeah that yeah. The, the the sort of um the residency helped out they yeah, sped I, up the process.
1: I, I don't yeah, really yeah. know if any other podcast has done that where they're like, we're just gonna be one episode ever.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think there's been a few, but not definitely not intentionally. Yeah, yeah. I mean they didn't like set out <laughs> to be one. No. One, yeah. Trying yeah.
4: <laughs> kind to of think. Pretty sure Joe Rogan, they only did one, right?
2: It's actually they did long,
4: one long, and, long. and then they did the spin-off <laughs> for like fifteen hundred episodes.
2: <laughs> um
4: and that actually worked out a lot better than the main feed. Which also
1: worked out great.
4: It worked out great. <laughs> like a bit we all forget. <laughs> it, yeah. it was never funny. <laughs> it
1: was never funny, but was but did work out great. It did the, the bit it's itself worked out great
0: you know hey. work in overtime. <laughs> working overtime
3: speaking of movies out great. right <laughs> yeah speaking of working out great we're talking about gangs of new york today baby mm,
2: 2000
3: yeah. gangs of new york martin scorsese's epic classic uh
0: i, I watched it for the first time last night it's uh <laughs> boy was it a classic And I have a I have a take on this
1: movie that it's maybe one of the geekiest movies ever made. But it's um, like
4: geeky for New York.
1: Yeah, he's geeky for New York history, and he got to make like it's just as geeky about that as like a Spider Man geek making a Spider Man movie would be. It's Uh, I just
2: like have to
4: include the part where they were negotiating with the people that were going to get hanged. We have to include that the fans are going (laughs) to want that. (laughs)
2: girl who like
3: it uh it really is sort of uh that is sort of the source of it because uh like uh we'll get into it later but i always like to start my apps at the top with everyone talking about how much they uh like or hate a movie because i usually pick something terrible so uh we'll start with the guest first how do you uh feel about this movie jacob and why
4: do you feel like you were you were? a great pick to to guest on this episode in particular
3: and is that uh, the closest you could do to a top hat
0: yeah, yeah. audio medium i'm <laughs> i'm uh uh i'm trying to fit the part for this one of being the bowery boys uh no i uh i i i, I like the i like the 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 idea overall, like the, the the history of New York and how violent and just a madhouse it was, I think I get lost more in that than actually I, th- I think it, it I think it distracted me through some parts that I'm very questioning of that I don't, I don't really know if I liked or I just was on board because it was uh, I, I was excited for the idea. I feel like movies that are close to, like,
3: three hours, we all feel that way sometimes, though, too, you know? Like, where it's, like, there's a good 25 to 30 minutes of this movie you just didn't want anyways.
4: Yeah, I, I want the name of Sean C. Riley. Yeah.
1: I don't where want like, to watch that weird dance of consequence.
4: Yeah, Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of, like, this is, too long for a long movie. Well, and people that are scene. just
1: looking at you're just looking at people in a reflection of a hand mirror for like five guys. Yeah, <laughs> you're like,
4: oh my god, can we get I'm to this into that? Because you start looking past the line, like, where's Leo? Like, I have to know this is almost <laughs> over. Yeah. And you're like, I never see him. I'm like, fuck, I bet he's after the E. T. kid, but you never know with this movie. Was that kind you know, of
1: like E. T. Wait, was that uh, the his E.T. buddy
4: who rats him out is the E.T. is Elliot from E.T.
1: Holy shit!
4: Um, yeah, dog. Boom. God
1: damn. And their and their black friend is uh, D'Angelo from The Wire, which I'm
4: watching right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's very good. I thought of he was their handsome friend, but
2: okay.
4: <laughs> 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 I guess I know who you're talking about, but okay. Mm-hmm. I think we can move on.
0: Yeah. So I I, I feel like that. Uh, I was. I think. I think i was just distracted with how cool the idea and the the world that it was in i say world like it wasn't the real world but oh,
2: yeah well but like yeah it's, it is like, a it,
0: cool world. it's like star wars for dudes who
3: love to play devil's advocate on the internet you know yeah. <laughs> like with this level of like sure. detail to
4: history mm-hmm. and there are parts too, like especially the kind of heightened especially the first 15 minutes where you're like uh, did this happen did yeah. this kind of this happened here yeah uh yeah and,
1: and and also like not like the people that did this were alive when my
4: grandpa was alive
1: no i know like you know what i mean happened like, with
4: people who grew up to use light bulbs
1: yeah and it was an absolute there's there's moments of this movie when i'm like i like look over at jacob and i'm like man this is an absolute hellscape but we all had vests
2: you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: the realest part of this movie
3: is the lady with the cat like uh, like the cat attack lady.
2: <laughs> the cat lady yeah this
1: lady that never gets really doped into But I can like only imagine one of it, the like...
4: realest characters one of the realest characters in the movie historically mm-hmm. straight up in... like is like the
1: most honest depiction in the whole movie in like yeah. a 4 hour movie i suspect she has like a really cool <laughs> Sequence. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, but like they didn't really right. delve into uh like the grittier version of Michelle Pfeiffer's. That's Catwoman. what I'm
1: saying. Is it's such an interesting, like it is one of the geekiest movies ever just because it's all like excuses to be like and the cop used to hang his his timepiece on the light sure. note, even though there were dead bodies beneath it. Like, you know, like he's just I feel like he used to tell all these stories to other people like over. Like late dinner, well yeah, you know. It is like it's
3: more of like a textbook and less of a film, you know.
1: Yeah, the mm. the core story isn't that revolutionary or interesting. Of like, yeah. oh, this guy killed my dad. I'm gonna go undercover earn his trust and try and kill him. Like, that's not that interesting. Yeah. It, and it would be a really boring movie if it didn't know so much about all this shit.
4: Yeah. Sure. I, I I I kept thinking of um, there will be blood. Watching it in the same sense of like, More like there
1: will be sweat.
2: Pers- <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking
4: there will be sweat.
1: They will be moist.
4: Was that like? I think there are two examples of a filmmaker who is, at their times, because I think both, eventually stopped making New York or you know New York or California movies, but two filmmakers who had made such modern films in their home cities home states and we're trying to explore a more abstract idea of their home you know where you have Scorsese's really like he's clearly so fascinated with the history of this and the old aesthetics of this the same way that I think Paul Thomas Anderson was like I've made three movies about LA I might as well make you know, like, where does this come from? They're t- kind of two origin stories of these filmmakers' obsessions.
3: Yeah, like how we're, and because like of that, it's for... a movie that feels,
4: obs- that by nature feels obsessed with New York, with characters who obs- are obsessed with New York. Um, and, and because of that, um, it's like the characters are, I think like Kyle was saying, like the characters are not the point here. Yeah,
3: it's like, it's sort of like how all of Neil Blomkamp's movies are about how gross South Africa is. I thought they were all
4: about Chappie, you know, mm. and it's like
2: <laughs> Chappie, chappie, verse, chappie yeah, podcast and
4: network,
0: and it's just like
2: the big, old it's, old Chappies, big old
0: Chappies, <laughs> big old Chappies, <laughs> big old Chappies podcast network.
2: Just
1: a, a girl holding up her shirt and just two Chappie heads. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all the theme songs are by Die Antward. Mm. <laughs> Hugh Jackman has a mullet
2: but that like it should uh, be
4: stated somewhere that has to factor in.
3: But like uh, Jacob said it was his first time seeing this movie. Uh like Kyle, uh like what's your relationship with this movie?
1: I had uh I had never seen it um until last week when I watched it and then I actually rewatched it with Jacob. So I've now seen it twice uh in the span of like 2 weeks and I had no even mental image of this movie. Like I couldn't even imagine. I could imagine what Boondock Saints looked like, and I was I was pretty close. Uh, but, but I couldn't well, even imagine
4: the of, the, of the Boondock Saints is like what if someone thought about guns for ten minutes?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> This movie so,
3: thought about New York for seventeen years. Yeah, this movie, New York.
1: and and Jacob and I were talking about this too. Like, it is like I had no idea it was a period piece. <laughs> like i thought it was gonna like take place in like the 80s or something i
0: thought it was about gangs in new york there was gonna be like a a jail scene or something i thought i i if there's that scene at the end where it's daniel day lewis and uh uh it's all of them laying on the ground uh cameron diaz and leo d um and it's just a bunch of dust around them and they're just kind of sobbing and uh 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 Daniel Day Lewis is dead, and it's just this is how it was pitched, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is how the movie
4: was pitched. You're exactly. <laughs> like, so exhausted Neo after he... pitching the whole. First two and a half hours of the movie. By the end, like, and then, okay. and then, and then, and then there's just a couple people yeah, on the ground. They can't really
0: see anything. <laughs> but if you take it like a still from that moment, and then just tell anybody that doesn't know this movie and says this is a scene from Gangs of New York, they'll be like, I don't know what be that movie is about.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, you could also just uh, take any photo of this and uh, Jimmy Kimmel style on the street be like, is this a photo of Shakespeare in love and a bunch of people just say yes.
2: Sure. I mean, <laughs> know, that, that's
4: sort <laughs> of the, that's the thing of Scorsese, which like this is a really noticeable example of it. And he has a few like this. I think Spike Lee is someone similar where they're both like such masters of like classical filmmaking and because of that sometimes their stuff reads really film school but like really great film school well but that's like the weird thing, it's like... like speed ramping and slow motion insert shots and like stuff you see kids that just got their first camera doing which i guess just speaks to the enthusiasm of those people yeah. but like well it's also like such like classically informed filmmaking.
3: Yeah, like Scorsese's not making like a student film. He's making like in that sort of conditioning, like what the professor would be making, you know?
1: He's not I mean. making he's yeah. almost just making a weird like fan film about this shit in New York. Like there's some shots of this movie that's exactly what I mean are mm-hmm. so like you were talking about such weird insert shots. Like like when he's when Leo's leaving jail that like shot of him throwing the the Bible in the river and it's That's like the, that like, was when I started like a putting the
4: yeah, film school thing <laughs> together
1: and, or like the shot even when it shows like the Blackwater like jail he was in or whatever what it was called like like that shot is like a very like just like some b-unit did it with like reflective right. water on it, like, it, it very
4: into the plaque or something
1: yeah yeah it does like a zoom and then like a drop on the like the first 30
4: that's minutes of this are really like what you read in a textbook about film language <laughs> and that's not to, to discredit the movie i think it just shows that he's clearly like
1: the living job. master
4: of that yeah. Dang. Well, and there
1: were some really interesting moments he does too as a director, like Jacob pointed out when there's a scene. I think it's when there's that whole thing with John C. Riley with the pocket watch on the on the light pole. Um, the person, like one of the actresses, like notices the camera and like <laughs> looks directly into camera, and then it's like revealed that that's Daniel Day Lewis, and it's like that's a really cool like trick, kind of to like oh, here's the importance of this guy coming into the scene is almost as, as jarring it's as so an actor for, breaking yeah. the fourth yeah. wall in a sort yeah. crazy
2: movie. It felt, <laughs> like,
0: it felt a little too, like, uh, uh, like quirky for for this style of, like, movie, though. It, like, there was, like, a weird, like, quirkiness to it. Uh, it was, like, a pop in her. There's a lot of quirkiness
1: that he's trying to add into an utter hellscape.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there <they> are like,
4: <laughs> 90s industrial like drum beats under the opening battle yeah. <laughs> that uh... never come back
2: <laughs> like
4: Alanis Morissette drum intros were happening I, I, under well, like, the N- people was, like, totally all, would describe it as
1: transgressive and you're like I guess <laughs> <laughs> right
4: it's like um I don't know anyone I don't know if all of us I don't think all of us have seen Tenet but like there's a like a title track by like Kendrick Lamar or something at the end yeah, it's weird. Oh, we're going to ten
1: it. Like, what is yeah. that song? <laughs> oh, I'm about to it, ten it. it. It's like a
4: hip-hop. It's like a song you know Chris Nolan listened to the first minute of and was like, okay, fine.
1: It's like when they would have, like, the the, uh, the Baja men do, like, a song at, for, like, the end credits of, like,
4: Liar Liar in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no,
1: like, t- He's a liar,
2: liar. He's a big boy, liar, liar.
4: Not a title track, but the best case is when, like, the whole end of Rat Race is about Smash Mouth saving the day.
2: <laughs> or, um, what, that
4: first Scooby-Doo Hell movie, yeah. like, there's just a
3: whole Sugar Ray, like, B storyline.
4: Yeah, there was a whole... And even the second one, they meet all the American Idol people like there's like there was a, a stretch for a while where your characters had to meet a pop star at the end. <laughs> and they're like, what happened to you? We just got out of jail. So what? So let's sing. <laughs> it's You just got out of jail.
1: Well, how could Aerosmith help?
4: Yeah, And like out of like a, a Silent oh, Bob Strike Barrack with like Morris Day. Yeah. Where they're like, we just got out of a movie premiere. Let's all go to the Morris Day concert.
3: <laughs> it's, just, it's just happening across the street.
4: So what I'm saying is, why did DiCaprio not then go meet Bono and Bono sang that end song live?
1: <laughs> and, they, and they really stick it to Andrew Lloyd Webber. They say oh,
4: that this happened. should have been it. This should have been all they needed to do to really
0: beat now, a down in New York musical. I'm in, baby. I, I'd be in for a Gangs of New York musical. I want a I want
1: a whole song done by that by that group of dudes who wear the weird hats and you can't understand what they're saying, and the whole song is just like mumblecore.
4: You mean the whole cast of Gangs of New York? <laughs> <laughs> the guys who wear the weird hats, you can't understand what they're saying, <laughs> and all of them at one point have to hold their fists up like like awful paintings of the eighteen hundreds, where they're like knuckles out oh
2: yeah, so yeah. Like, the,
3: like the pugilist
4: <laughs> you spend the whole time watching that scene thinking like okay i guess they did this that's Honestly, a lot no, of the movie is you have to step mm-hmm. out and go okay i guess this is in the movie because someone read that this happened so like what <laughs> you now yeah, i have to God, watch oh, it oh, someone
3: is like that i always think you could just punch their wrist like right at that point and just fucking break their hand <laughs> and i'm like why oh, no, are yeah, doing?" yeah
4: someone this? showed up and was like guys
1: Wow. My, my my favorite scene in the movie is the the firefighter scene. Um even though it's arguably like other than proving I guess that Leonardo DiCaprio is a good friend, like it's arguably so cuttable. It is
0: you know pure what I mean?
2: Mel Brooks.
0: <laughs> yeah, there like, was there was nothing that, that, that like moved a, the it, story forward other than Martin Scorsese wanting to show you how firemen work.
1: That 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 fire chief <laughs> though may be one of the line readings of the century. When the other fire chiefs show up, and he looks like he has like all the body animation of like a Muppet noticing a bad guys are there, where he like <laughs> looks
4: and then he like jumps and he's like,
2: oh get him, boys!" <laughs> and, and again, like, like this is a this guy.
4: in the same movie as like,
2: yeah, uh,
4: yeah. like Daniel Day Lewis going like as small and subtle as he can with everything he's doing. Like, and this is, I think why Scorsese's kind of base filmmaking style. It allows for both of those performances. Like the fact that he would go on to later make a movie that's like, so DiCaprio and Jonah Hill are going to share this movie and it's going to work shows that like, he knows how to like manage tone so well because none of these actors are this are working on the same kind of wavelength, but they're all obviously working to the same end.
1: Well, yeah, yeah and all yeah. those wild scenes that happen are like you know, like you said, contrasted by like the scene with Leonardo DiCaprio like wakes up and Daniel Day Lewis is at the foot of the bed. You know the, what I the, mean? One like, of the greatest yep.
3: scenes in cinema history, arguably. to no the
1: American flag, just oh, like stating why he's right as a villain. It's like, like the One so scene bad. in the movie that's too short. Mm-hmm. yes you honestly you're just like entranced by it.
3: him you can cut the whole election
4: campaign thing and just like have a,
3: <laughs> just him butt- so so can imagine like, that,
4: like is <laughs> that DiCaprio- election stuff you can imagine DiCaprio, like, when he turns over to Cameron Diaz, like, you should have turned around. He looked fucking crazy. <laughs> 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 and that's
1: what sucks. <laughs> it sucks so much for Cameron Diaz, because that's kind of her moment to, like, bring it also. And And she has to follow, like, the biggest heavy hitter in history. Like, way down, straight fight. God, she got (laughs) cocked. And she tries her best, but, man, does she just not even
0: come close. She also has to keep an Irish accent the whole time, which is... And it's not working. Okay, so there's
4: some of the worst accent work
0: ever in this movie,
4: but some of the most unbelievable... Like, Jim Broadbent, it makes no sense that he sounds like that in this movie. Who yeah, is that? Yeah. Uh, that's, he played um, uh, Boss Tweet. Who is that? Uh, yeah, it's the the big bird Harry Potter with all the birds. Oh, oh got yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And he typically well, talks like this.
4: He typically has, you know, it's like, it's crazy.
3: Well, he's yeah. doing a great voice. He was yeah. doing great. And yeah. like um Daniel Day-Lewis, like, so uh, the way they... Oh, yeah, so we're This movie was hard act, to make. Yeah, this movie yeah, was super talk about the um, But yeah. so Daniel Day Lewis's accent was actually based upon one of the only recordings they have of like Walt Whitman.
4: I guess it started to wave over me like uh, while I was watching this that we're going to have to talk about him. Yeah. Which like annoys me. <laughs> Lou.
3: Yeah, it's gonna. Uh, I'm gonna get into it later. I have a whole section where I think we can just unload on like how exhausting he is. But um, I actually kind of want to start this over at the beginning because we did talk about uh, Scorsese being
4: a loving geek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and him um, so, every day in school. Mm-hmm. That's a that's the thing though. So he was like, he grew up in Little Italy, and uh, I read one day the basis of this movie is he was running away from an ass
4: beating. <laughs> You gotta pause after Little
2: Italy. <laughs>
1: that was his rap name.
4: <laughs> Did it. Yeah, my, my 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 name is Little Italy, and uh, I, was thinking, I was thinking we were just here.
1: Little Italy and the Bowery Boys, but, <laughs> like a classic,
3: <laughs> like a classic fucking nerd. He's getting his ass beat daily,
4: right? He reused his yeah. he well, reused his beats for the <laughs> he- score. Yeah. he
1: won't stop talking to people about the fucking dead rabbits or whatever they're just like shut up and he
3: <laughs> uh and he actually like stumbles through this other building and finds like a bunch of like <laughs> graves from around like 1810 <laughs> and oh, my, that's
1: what yeah, like and then he's like, Yeah, and that's so what made me interested in this. And that's oh, what, damn it in I got chased! I got chased into a secret graveyard. So, oh, Jacob, no. I
4: gotta ask, this is I think where we need to dip to you. And then Tom Hanks made a movie about it. Wait, um,
0: what?
4: how often are you stumbling up you live in New York, so I'm wondering oh, how often are you
0: stumbling upon secret graveyards? Oh, yeah, and just you, like I see. I see why you have me on this podcast. It's not because I'm your oh, yeah, friend, it's just you, the only person you guys know that's in New York you're not there currently touche what's your what's your what's your new york question
4: how often are you finding secret gravestones in little italy um you
0: every new york (laughs) (laughs) you know there there's there's movement like little tokens of gravestones throughout of throughout new york uh you can walk Wait, really? You will walk past a tree, and there will be a small little gravestone out front yeah. that's dedicated to some old, old woman or someone that they, passed passed. The night. they do that at public park, right? So I don't know if they bury them there, but yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's a lot less
4: of, room and a lot more dead people on the. I mean, what do they do with the, the uh,
3: bodies? the cemetery end like where everything comes up you know like is that sort of cemetery just like around in New York like are you ever skateboarding and you just find like a little plot with 17 old
0: graves that I was trying I saw that plot and I was trying to guess where that was because I'm looking at New York um, but it kind of makes it look like it's on Jersey City's side
2: right
0: (laughs) so funny they buried fucking the butcher in Jersey (laughs) (laughs)
2: that would be beautiful
0: but but it could also be like in in brooklyn but it definitely didn't feel like it was on the island of manhattan right like that we're looking right because it's the the
4: brooklyn bridge looking at manhattan right right so so it, it looked i thought it was brooklyn which again
0: made no sense right and that would make that like
4: area but it was
3: also like a shot people use of like San Francisco and the Golden Gate Bridge that I
4: feel like he just recolored. Sure, but San Francisco doesn't have those two yeah. towers. That is true. What
1: do the what do they call those again?
4: I forgot. Freedom Towers or something. Freedom, yeah, the Freedom the Towers. Freedom Fries.
1: Um, <laughs> the, I, I just oh I just God. know them. I just know them from the
4: uh, James. Okay, Cameron. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about a note I'm making to cut. Are something we talking out.
0: about those two things that caught Building Seven on fire?
4: Yeah, right, we can talk. talk freely because I'm cutting this. I will say. And Jacob, I don't know what happened if Al Gore was president? You want to know what happened? I visited. Um, I visited New York. I visited Jacob, and he took me to Ground Zero. And we were talking about how like incredible it is. That how little damage was done to the surrounding buildings, um, like the like no, I I swear to God, the nine eleven museum was completely untouched.
0: <laughs> Leave this in.
4: Nothing, Double it. There was no damage done.
0: Um, one
2: Jacob couldn't believe it. He had is, the same reaction as Is having,
1: ground you know? is ground zero a good or bad name for a coffee place
4: near the World Trade Center? I think it's a
2: solid <laughs> name for a
4: podcast network.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> big old ground zero titties.
2: <laughs> oh the ground zero. <laughs> uh,
0: big old ground oh, zero yeah. titties. Uh, no and, SNL for us boys.
3: Well, um anyways so in uh it, there's a book that was written in 1927 by uh herbert ashbury called the gangs of new york and uh Believe it's you. sort of just a non-fiction textbook about uh, uh about what it was like to live in that uh, in this era and that was uh something that this fucking nerd scorsese read constantly and like kept with him and uh uh, after mean streets uh he used that paycheck to buy the rights to gangs of new york and uh we always cool. know how uh, i love a dude who calls his shot uh all uh, l ron hubbard with the giant uh inflatable um alien boy
4: and um, he was gonna make star wars but with throwing knives? <laughs> oh with throwing knives yeah
3: he um uh, Scorsese takes out a two page ad in variety saying Martin Scorsese's next movie is Gangs of New York. Oh man. That's like that guy. And he does this in like seventy like four ish. Like this, this is man like right after
1: Mean Streets. Did this man spend good money fucking optioning a textbook?
4: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he made one okay movie and was like, "Time to adapt the textbook. I need both pages."
1: <laughs> I take uh, I'm announcing that uh, it's going to be uh, my next film is streaming uh, exclusively on Disney Plus. It's called Biology. Yes,
0: I got AP Literature coming out. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, the this yeah, random McNally biology is really yeah. popping off.
1: I didn't learn much on while well, watching AP Bio, I'll be honest. No, not me neither. I didn't learn much
3: in regular AP Bio. I learned a lot less on the TV show. <laughs> um, well, and around that time, uh, Apocalypse Now happens, and then like Heaven's Gate and Hollywood uh, just keeps telling Scorsese, I don't know if we want you to do this big New York thing. You know, and they're like, I don't think we want you to make this big textbook, which uh, at that time, like fifty something years later, was actually being tested as being not historically accurate. Hmm. Okay. And so it's like he bought like a book, and then everyone was like, you know, that's full of lies, right? And he was like,
4: okay. You, you rarely see, you know, on all these movies, you'll always see a little thing on Wikipedia that says like historical inaccuracy you rarely see that on history
2: textbooks (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: it's rare that pearson's is like never let the truth get in the way of a good story
3: (laughs) um but after like uh after the movie heaven's gate he was quoted in an interview saying uh like uh, this is the last big moment of like uh, directors like having power and like it's just over now like everything's about like what producers want what the studio wants so i'm gonna
1: figure I out like how to every work director to that says job. that after their second movie right yeah yeah it's, right it's it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like making your second album wait. and demanding your masters you know
4: <laughs> it's yeah. yeah uh that's how you end up being your own label by like the fourth album and being like no we're revolutionary but really just band camp is all you have big old titties records big old titties records <laughs> and uh, so just he just signed keep... freedom freedom prize.
1: <laughs> <laughs> freedom prize now we gotta cut this out <laughs>
4: <laughs> Now they can just imagine they can either just imagine what we talked about or they know exactly what we talked about because they didn't cut it
3: remember when the government looked at the two towers and said do we got to cut this out
2: <laughs> uh, that doesn't <laughs> I want everyone to hear
4: 9 slash
2: 1 1
4: <laughs> alright I might not cut that but can we move on I know I brought it up we a bunch of freedom boys
3: we're uh, freedom boys um, but he like kept it with him as he was making other things and then uh, Cape Fear uh, like comes out mm-hmm. and that's like a huge hit for him around uh, 91 like 20 years later yeah it's like 20 years later after he's like been making other sh- uh, like stuff too Yeah, but uh he's like just sort of silently kept it with him he talks to financiers every once in a while and it sort of gets there and then he talks about the level of accuracy he wants and they go we don't want this and <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, uh, uh so in 91 Uh, Universal greenlights it. And uh, things fall for for six years. It's like it's being bounced around at Universal. It's being uh, it's being put through the ringer there. There's a few people
4: just done after 91. Like what what made that happen for him? Cape
3: Fear uh, was like really the only thing.
4: What a time where like that gets you back in good favor. Mm hmm. Where you like you made the like murder rape like you know <laughs> Robert De Niro tattoo Nick Nolte movie we'll we'll make whatever you want next yeah because in ninety one
1: yeah Cape Fear made I guess alive. he's coming I mean, off of.
4: Last Temptation
1: and Goodfellas, which is is in 90. Yeah. He's sort of
3: just like swinging and he's finally like, I have enough behind me to say I can make Gangs of New York. Like, there's nothing you guys can say about me that says I can't do this, you know? I mean, the king of comedy.
2: Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Just rewatch the shadow of the kicker. Has anyone seen, have you guys seen King of Comedy? I've absolutely Uh, never seen
3: it and it's like never available for me when I'm in the mood to watch it.
4: It's rough. It's fucking incredible, but like it is a an endurance test. Uh, I looked it up around um around that time
3: uh we have uh, Robert De Niro also attached to play build a butcher like that was like uh Scorsese's big like pull too was like he was gonna have De Niro play build a butcher and uh he also that's a cool movie uh and, and during like the 30 years there's other like weird random
4: castings like as well bringing his kid beer energy to build a butcher good 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 energy mm-hmm. good call right?
1: that that's that really yeah that's solid casting too like that yeah. movie would also really work he um but 100%. He,
3: he felt like he aged out and he said why don't you try
1: my friend daniel day lewis it, I mean, are truly, they that far off? It truly would have been wild to watch De Niro talk shit about the an Italian pope, though. <laughs> oh, like yeah. coming from the most Italian-looking face <laughs> ever. I mean,
4: if you <laughs> de-aged him and gave him blue eyes, maybe it would be okay.
3: And then I read a random <laughs> trivia article that uh, back uh, when he first wanted to get this made, uh, he, wa- this. he thought Dan Aykroyd as Amsterdam and John Belushi as Bill was a good idea. Yeah. Did you find any say like anything for this because that's crazy i uh i kept researching it and it was only other like 19 wacky facts about gangs yeah. and <laughs>
0: people
3: <are gonna> <laughs> <the> butcher <laughs> and uh but there was also the the good one is written in the script uh it was malcolm mcdowell as bill the butcher fresh off of like clockwork orange
4: hmm. yeah McD- mcdowell i think could be great as the the sheriff that like the um uh, Brendan Gleeson part. Mm, yeah, I you feel know really like Mac- McDowell. If he's not in Clockwork Orange or Halloween, he's really great in like a sixth lead. He's very good
3: at um in like Bombshell when he comes in at the end to just clean up the mess and just be the new I mean, rich guy. Really
4: great yeah. three scene supporting car- supporting actor.
1: He's very good at
3: carrying he-
4: like a, a blind spot. You know, I can't he's imagine part like,
1: in the Jungle. What is it? He's my favorite Mozart in the jungle.
3: Yeah, wasn't really wasn't really keen to that. Uh, the Picasso
1: on the Sahara. Yeah, what the fuck just happened? He was in Mozart in the jungle.
4: <laughs> in now, Amazon, I mean, Al in was in Mozart in the jungle? <laughs> That's
2: awesome. <laughs> We didn't even have to hit the e about it? That <laughs> <laughs> was so excited for the Junk Dadids! All the Jungle Boys! My absolute fucking Mozart freaks! It's an Amazon series! For me, series! One of their original launch series, right? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: said I had to keep uh, saying sure. uh, yeah. that. Was... Have, you, have sad you, sad. you only watched two out of the three seasons of Mozart in the Jungle? Is that why you're upset?
4: Yeah, one and three.
1: You're worried that I'm going to spoil season two? I would never.
4: Because <laughs> no, I
2: have my own ideas <laughs> of how they I got there.
0: <laughs> I do want a hint. Do they ever find the key? Uh,
1: uh. Yeah, they, they find the key. They get out of the jungle. They, they,
2: they <laughs> open <over> the jungle <laughs> gates and escape. <laughs> that shit, that's season two. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. I did
4: see the episode description of like the boys talk 911 and Mozart in the Jungle. <laughs> Can't tell if anyone liked this
2: movie. I don't think, I don't think anybody on this podcast. <laughs> the jungle. Despite
4: all being staunch, Malcolm McDowell completed. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's the only thing of his I haven't watched I was going to watch it
2: right after this pod (laughs) 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 Uh, Uh,
3: but one of my uh, favorite uh, uh, choices is actually Willem Dafoe as Bill the Butcher
1: oh
2: now we're fucking talking
3: (laughs) you know what I'm talking about you're saying
4: that there was almost a firefight there was almost a fire fight.
2: Now, yeah.
3: honestly, though,
4: after after he kills Liam Neeson, he puts headphones in and dances. Oh.
3: Imagine
4: <laughs> you have
3: like really mediocre sex, and you wake up, and it's a sweaty Willem Dafoe covered in an American <laughs> flag,
4: just in there. You know, like yes, the one man I need to see draped in the, in the American mm. flag. Just, I would absolutely love Willem
1: Dafoe in that role. That's fantastic! Why didn't that happen? I feel like Defoe
4: would have been down for some nerdy shit like yeah. this. It was. Uh, I mean, like, I would think- imagine. I, I don't know. It seems like it's just this movie's waiting for a mega star to make it okay to actually make. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's true. Like, Is you kind of need this big of a cast where you're like, oh my god, really? Oh, you need wow. like
4: the guy from Titanic and the Best Actor Alive to go. Okay, I guess. Yeah. And Scorsese has made, a, is, especially later Scorsese, has made a career of getting, fi- you know, studios to have to finance his stuff. You know, nobody wants to say, okay, here's a ton of money, make The Aviator. Or here's a ton of money, make Silent. You know, it's like, and he doesn't really do the one for me, one for you anymore. He made Hugo in the last 20 years. That's kind of the only movie that's an obvious this will make money.
3: That's the uh, that that's the one for Chloe Grace Moretz. That's not, that was the only one that moved.
4: One for me, one for you, one for yeah. Chloe, the star of Tom and Jerry. Yeah, coming to not theaters next year. I'm excited for that. I'm uh... yeah. We all are. We all are really
1: fucking excited. For that. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying
2: it.
0: Shitting in my no, pants. I, more for than, I like
2: than oh
0: I, sorry c- go on
3: CGI live action animated. You just
2: put them together I, I, like that love I don't, it. Every every time,
1: don't love that but I love how they're handling the updated style of Tom and Jerry like they didn't yeah. do like a math character design I've I, seen I, I nothing appreciate.
0: about Tom and Jerry but I saw a poster oh yeah uh, so in way in.
3: yeah there's gonna be <laughs> it looks it uh, looks like it's gonna be as good as the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie which
4: was which is next week's episode <laughs> Yeah, which is next which I'm is like a, not uh, cutting 9/11, but I'm totally cutting this Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <fucking
1: yeah. episode. laughs> I think I, it's uh,
2: gonna be good.
4: Hey, if only the government <laughs> made that choice.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
4: um, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, um, this movie needs actors.
3: Yeah, the, the, this movie just like needs somebody that's gonna sort of push it over the edge, which. uh Really, there's nobody at that time because, uh, in between Universal, <laughs> it gets put into uh, like a turnaround. Uh, like they just mm-hmm. don't want to do it anymore, and Disney or picks Tom it up. Tom and Jerry up, was for uh, it, like <laughs> land, it lands on Joe Ross. Like, fucking this Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah drink your drink, drink, drink your water everyone take a fucking pause
0: I just made that not usable I'm like
4: I'm like keeping everything we say about 9-11 and just to remove this bullshit I literally I have five notes you want to hear them yes Going <laughs> down back in time it's TJ Tom and Jerry 9-11 9-11 racist crime.
2: <laughs> what did I do?
4: You called the handsome guy the black guy.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's particularly handsome. Hey, no, I think that is safe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. So while it's in turnaround, Disney picks it up, and Joe Roth is like, this is the shit. And he goes, uh, I think this would work on an $83 million budget. Let's push this through. And uh, as he says that, uh, like, Leo DiCaprio is, uh, he hears that they're starting to work on it. So he does it all out like, uh, hey, well, what you doing, fathead, to uh, Marty Scorsese. <laughs>
4: like, this is like as Joe Roth says that.
3: No, not as, but, like, uh, as, like, they hear that the meeting with, uh, like, Disney for it to be picked up for something okay. bigger is happening. Like, Leo is, I like, they we're all them in the room, room talking, talking
4: it. over each other. Yeah. Yeah, that, Someone they, was like, this is great. <laughs> D- meanwhile, in the same room. Leo is just, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, okay, it seems like he likes it. <laughs>
3: but Leo actually never auditioned for the movie because he was working on uh, the beach the whole time. All of those negotiations were happening.
4: And uh what movie was it? The Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I just thought he and... was working on the beach.
2: No, but he's <laughs> the like, beach yeah. and then
4: you
3: drive. Um but yeah, like Leo is like sending his publicist and his agents and like his agents assistants to just like send handwritten letters and to make phone calls and just be like, hey, put me in this movie. I want to work with you. And uh, he finally, like, gets the call. And I was uh, watching this interview with Leo where he was like, yeah, and I spilled Pad Thai all over my lap when I heard I got the news. (laughs) And I was like, do attractive people think that's, like, funny? (laughs) Just, like, minor (laughs) errors in life? Pad
0: Thai was spilled all over them.
3: Yeah, like, he was, like, laughing really hard. Like, he did something, like super funny like he said like life's a beach and you die <laughs> that just seems
0: like one of those interview anecdotes they give you uh that like some publicist gives you because you have nothing better to say
4: yeah yeah, yeah uh, that's something you have
0: to say to letterman because right, you're not right. that
4: interesting
3: yeah they're like hey can you uh can you search this up because i know all you give a shit about is like having sex with 25 year olds on a yacht but can you say something that makes you sound human <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. that's what i swear to say i movie. Exactly <laughs> <tough. laughs> Um, I think we were at, um, we were talking about how, like, attractive people think minor autos are interesting stories, uh, because of publicists and stuff. Yeah, I've heard publicists yeah, really yeah.
0: find yeah, miners so. attractive. <laughs> <laughs> they love stories about miners. Yeah, they do. I think it's because they're in California and they have that gold miners and coal miners. Yeah. It's, it's in their
1: fucking blood.
0: Yeah. Chilean well, don't miner. Don't worry, I've, I've saved up two
1: hundred fifteen dollars, and I'm going to take you out to California, where they're they're pulling gold out of the river with pans.
4: It's not illegal <laughs> if you say California that way.
1: Yeah, yeah it's not.
4: It's not that's, that's the what law. Says it in the movie. It's in there will be blood. Speaking of which, <laughs> there will. <laughs> the thing says to that boy. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't illegal because we have the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, with Leo cast and
3: with Joe Roth on board, uh, they put up 18 mil up front. But then he says uh, uh, Disney's only doing that, so you're gonna have to find other people to uh, sort of sh- uh, shake hands on this. And uh, so Disney finds a like an international company to put up 65 mil for all the foreign distribution rights, and that funds the rest of it. And then Joe Roth goes, you know what? This can't go under the Disney umbrella because of the type of movie it is. So I'm going to give it to my friend, Harvey Weinstein. The goat. The goat himself. And so so Disney owns Miramax. And they go, it's just going to have to go under the Miramax umbrella. And this is the only movie that... Uh, Marty and like uh, and Harvey Weinstein. I will say ever it was together. weird to
0: see Miramax in the beginning of a Martin Scorsese film.
3: Yeah, and and uh, this is the only one.
0: Yeah, that
4: young upstart director. Yeah, Martin Scorsese. You no, know, I <laughs> yeah. know, Miramax a house into that into uh, starts Scorsese career. into the next Quentin Tarantino.
3: Right. But and it's really <laughs> just because it's
4: Joy Duffy didn't work out. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, Really, Harvey just needed sort of like another win. Like, English patient was there, but uh, Miramax was sort of falling apart. And uh, like, Harvey Weinstein had this magazine. Uh, like, talk magazine. Harvey needed a win. He needed a win. baby. <laughs> Harvey was- needed a <laughs> potted <of> plant. <laughs> oh, so I'm going to put a perspective. <laughs> like,.
2: <laughs> um.
3: To put into perspective how hard it was to find information on this movie, most of the stuff I found was articles that were released as this movie was coming out, because nothing else is really written about it besides <laughs> retrospectives yeah. about the movie.
1: People never talked about this
3: it movie was like, ever it, again. They, it was just like it was uh, everything's like a stream of like
1: tabloid like weird. It's stories kind of not. It. It's but that's what I was talking about with like not having a mental picture of it. Like it's kind of not. A big pop culture
4: no. iconic movie, it's I would sort say. Sort of the it,
3: greatest movie that never existed,
4: you know. Well, it's one of those like it's a period of Scorsese where he was making a lot of anonymous like mm-hmm. masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Like between this and the aviator. Um and also I think DiCaprio being in it, I think it almost was looked at as a DiCaprio movie and not a Scorsese movie, where like you say it so much of its press is around tabloids you know i know he w- he had been in obviously titanic it's still sort of a boy role i feel like dicaprio doesn't become what we know him as now as a bit more of a prestige actor until this so by and- the time they get to the aviator he's being covered like an actor not so much like you know like a fuck boy who is in good movies yeah it,
3: very uh, i think uh, a lot of people think that catch me if you can is like that turning point in his career where it's like after that every movie is just like prestige hitter Sure, but it's I think, like, like I do. Uh, body of lies. Yeah, um, I I'm a big aviator fan though.
4: <laughs> no, it's great. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is that I, I think I, this is clearly the that moment for him.
3: Yeah, th- this is where it was just like this is uh, where he's something else because like now he's got Martin Scorsese in his like, corner, you know. And I think that's yeah. all he needed was that dude in his corner.
4: Um, but yeah, like because sure, it's not like he wasn't pairing with like great directors and auteurs and all that. But I think since this. Yeah. He's never not worked with a major director.
3: I think he uh, after this, he hasn't chosen his director, you know? Like, uh, he can choose to work with directors at that point instead of directors choosing to work with him.
4: After this, he has chosen yeah. his director. I mean, like, he's had, yeah, yeah like, I'm, it's yeah, not so much, like, I'm going can... to do this script. It's like, I'm going to do whatever Marty wants to do next, or I'm going to do whatever... Russell, or uh, I'm sorry, um, like Ridley Scott, or yeah, I want to oh, make something. A with... movie, yeah. Or he's like, yeah, I want to yeah, make exactly. something with uh, Clint Eastwood. You know, it's a weird thing that I think Adam Driver went on, like where he worked with every major director in history for in like three years, and now it's like, what the <laughs> fuck does he do? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like been in like a Spielberg, Scorsese, a he's Soderbergh. been in Star Wars, he's been okay, in I like love, I love I love Adam Driver's work
1: it really pisses me off the whole I don't watch anything I'm in thing. It I mean, nev- it's it's never really, fun to hear it, about. Like, it, it annoys yeah, the anything, fuck out of me. You're in Here's thing.
2: Right.
4: You know how I think listening to your own voice at all can be really weird and, and uncomfortable. Imagine if your own voice was Adam Driver's voice, though. Imagine what that sounds mm. like in his head. What do you think? He worked with Clint Eastwood, Noah Baumbach, the Coen Brothers, J.J. Abrams, Jim Jarmusch, Martin Scorsese, Steven Soderbergh, Ryan Johnson, Spike Lee, Terry Gilliam. Like the man can retire now.
1: But like, here's the thing: is how many of those like you can work with these amazing directors? But if you just do something that nobody remembers in their filmography, it's like, did you really work with them? Like. You weren't working with them firing on all cylinders. You know what yeah, I mean? But, like, oh, I'm
4: sorry. I feel like I'm Logan middle, Lucky I'm, is literally not only firing on all cylinders, but about cars that are firing <laughs> on all cylinders. Well, I mean, <laughs> I
1: do love cars because life's a beach and then you drive, but I have not seen Logan. Lucky.
4: Life's the Logan beach Lucky's starring like... Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: <laughs> Logan. Lucky is my favorite
3: movie where you have to watch somebody eat a hard boiled egg.
0: What's your second favorite movie? <laughs>
4: You don't have to.
0: Yeah, what's yeah your I was other, gonna say. Tell your me about other this top nine
4: BuzzFeed list: <laughs> seventeen movies where you have to watch a <laughs> hard <on> boiled egg.
3: <laughs> I think it's a kaleidoscope. It's crazy as fuck, bro.
4: Um. <laughs> it does. Say- <laughs> Sorry, I left out that he worked with Sean Levy. On what? <laughs> on his truck? I don't know. <laughs> this is where I leave you. <laughs> on, <his truck. laughs> on what? <laughs> he worked with him on his house. He renovated his kitchen with him.
1: They set up a router together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> he, he, he actually did, he did work with him <laughs> on the beach. They just they said yeah. pretend. <laughs> he made a sandcastle. <laughs> but Adam had a thing, so he had to bail before the fireworks. Yeah, we
1: co-executive
2: Wait, produced it the beach pale? together. <laughs> hey man, <don't>
3: <laughs> It's like at some point we can't ever make just one point, we have to make 5 points.
0: Um, no, 100%. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there
2: but I didn't go, know some um, interesting
0: uh, things happened behind the stage scene. Thank you that God,
4: I was supposed to ask that in three minutes. Oh,
0: we can wait. <laughs> you want to wait in silence for the next?
4: <sighs> yeah, Richard wanted Richard wanted something like that to get said to sort of uh, set him up for something. But, Richard, you have like two and a half minutes until I'm supposed to do that. So so go ahead. Uh, so let's continue with the true... other thing
1: and then go back to doing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah true yeah. Patreon will be just the stuff we <sighs> cut out of every episode so that yeah, there's uh, full the content. For all the bits. <laughs> our Tom and Jerry tier but yeah, so
0: everything
3: I had to find on this movie was read through like sort of like tabloids and like entertainment weekly articles that were being published like <laughs> updates every other day about what was going on uh Pornhub comments yeah <laughs> Pornhub comments uh, I, was, uh, I was really on a bunch of like uh, like Geosity websites uh, it was wild um
4: <laughs> uh, this isn't even the whole clip <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Who was she?
3: In the middle of it, it made me. Oh, my God, why would she have fake boobs?
1: Uh, (laughs) big old (laughs) titties network.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, fuck. Uh. (laughs) Oh.
1: If you like development hell, you'll love development hell
4: live. <laughs> God damn it. I can't cut anything out of our live shows.
1: For the straight poop on Tom and Jerry.
4: It is whatever, our live show. So listen, listener, whatever you are actually listening to, Stuff was cut out. You're listening to what was kept.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, I don't know. This might be one of the all-time great apps. 100.
3: Honestly, See what happens when I pick a good? Oh, yeah,
0: movie. oh wait, I didn't know Look some of the interesting yeah. things happened while we were.
4: My mark. I was.
2: Uh... <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Serious? When I said after the first four minutes the show is listenable, <laughs> that, was, that
4: was a lie. Yeah, Does this not make the uh, case for your sixth episode should be your first?
2: <laughs> oh, no. Only.
4: Oh.
3: Uh, uh. Mm. Uh, so interesting, you would say that, Jacob. Uh <laughs> Oh. I kept uh, coming up on a bunch of articles that would just say things like, "Oh, there were fights on set," or like, "It's steamy behind closed doors with Marty and, uh, and Harvey <laughs> it's and just a bunch of hot between Marty It
2: was <laughs> not only were there fights, but it was steamy. <laughs> they were. Was... No.
4: It was humid on
0: set. Uh, wow, I didn't know such oh interesting
1: God, things happened were set. demon
4: Oh no no no, 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 it's over.
3: That's interesting.
2: You would say
4: that, Jacob. How is this not already our longest episode? <laughs>
2: I'm fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
2: uh, thanks for
0: listening, everybody. Come back next week when we do Tom and Jerry. And <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: Richard, see if you can finish the fucking sentence. Uh, I'm trying.
2: Uh,
3: and at some point... uh. I found out that the studio actually hired one of the like most expensive publicists in the world to cover up and sort of mediate they're called like what's called like a spin doctor, just sort of like steer the course of like the story of what's going on in a certain direction.
2: And Here's the one woman,
1: the
3: spin doctors, yeah, spin doctor, yes. Yeah. <laughs> know, one of the uh, uh this and a woman named Fox,
1: Fox properties are protected yeah. because of the no spin zone. <laughs> and the, yeah.
3: So, uh, they hire a woman named Pat Kingsley to handle all the media. And, uh, I was looking over her work, and there's a bunch of stuff written about her because she retired in 2009. But she, uh, her first job ever was she was Natalie Woods' publicist oh no and uh i mean they still haven't really nailed down who killed that girl so good job on her right
4: (laughs) jesus that's right if nothing else that's pretty solid publicity you know what i mean publicity um, on that kind of project look, look look we're talking about it we're talking about her and that 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 fuels the brand
3: uh and it just um I noticed that, like a lot of the like replies and the like things that it was like a representative from the studio or like Mar- or it would say like like Weinstein's rep said this or like Marty said this, was it was all the same wording. It was all the same sort of like uh, here is the statement. As the only two decision makers on Gangs of New York, we would be happy to discuss uh, this film on the context of an art versus commerce article when the story is an informed one, which clearly hinges on the final film being screened. But this isn't it. And that was like a formal statement released to the Ooh. New York Times. And uh, so that was the sort of stuff Pat Kingsley was spinning, but uh, she was also known because she was a uh, Tom Cruise's publicist for a long time. And uh, I was reading up on how she was like the one wall blocking Scientology from fully like uh, brainwashing all of Tom Cruise. And then when he fired her, that's when like Scientology sort of took oh, off for man. him <clears throat> And uh, she was also like Will Smith's publicist, uh, Demi Moore's, uh, like Robert Redford. She's just like been around and like secretly like has can. and all of those people I named are people that like their tabloid stuff feels very controlled or like like Will Smith. Every time something would drop in the news about him, it felt like that was done by the system. And it's like because of her, like she's one of those people that was really good at manipulating the media on like a- one of the weird lowest levels, mm-hmm. you know?
4: She only had one client who drowned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh,
0: the rest of drowned at work. Baby, sick. She's got a good record. <laughs> yeah, but then
2: checking.
3: I was uh, I was like reflecting on it, and I noticed like um because she did retire in 2009, and after that is sort of when like Will Smith's life sort of became totally different in the public eye. You know, like he started to be seen as like sort of a weird, like a weirdo. He was secretly being uh, accused of being a Scientologist. Uh, That's when Jaden Smith started uh, becoming more popular because I think Pat Kingsley was very uh, adamant about Jaden Smith not being like a public uh, that's seen in the public eye. Uh, (laughs) Like she very much like controlled these people in every single like sort of way and managed Mm. them. Hmm. And so she had to be hired to control the conversations between Harvey Weinstein yep. and Martin Scorsese. Is how bad this oh, movie she, was getting behind. A lot Seize. of tension
0: between the two.
3: Yeah, and it was just sort of uh, it. It was all budgetary stuff mainly. You know, it was sort of uh, Martin Scorsese saying, "I need this oh. to be bigger," and like Weinstein saying, "Like no," and. Uh, there is a lot of uh, it's because it ballooned from like eighty-three million to a hundred million, but Ugh. Scorsese, uh, and Leo both got rid of their paychecks for the whole movie to add it back into the budget.
1: Wait, Leo didn't get paid for this movie? No. Wait, wait. What the fuck? Yeah, he it was paid in music boxes. <laughs> yeah, he <it> was paid. <laughs> they lit a house on fire and whatever he could grab out of it was what yeah. they tried for to game out of it
3: they uh they folded the uh, their like payroll back into it to make it more daniel Day-Lewis, though collected his check
0: mm. in character in character um
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i, like I want to go to a food truck today
2: yeah there's like a lot of stuff
3: with dan and now we can talk about daniel day lewis really like uh, that man is fucking crazy like um there's a bunch of like because he's just known for being the craziest method actor like ever uh so apparently on the first day on set he looked at he looked dicaprio right in the eye and said fuck you and then walked away and treated him like he hated that man for the rest of the shoot
4: but Hmm. he likes him in the movie
3: that was that was but he treated him like a straight asshole and there was like these weird times where it's like when they that's were shooting just him
4: being an asshole that's not yeah. the character
3: <laughs> I, that's the thing is daniel day lewis rides that fine line of being an asshole to people and claiming it's for
4: the character mm. yeah but he's like that but he's like but the product has allowed it so far yeah. whereas like jared leto is the other example of like someone who really <laughs> likes to volunteer stories about themselves doing this and but like at the end of the day we are not getting w- what what mm-hmm. we're owed <laughs> it like, yeah, is not we're, like we are not, not getting a good ROI you're like you fucking put stamps on packages with like shit in them for what i'm looking at whereas <laughs> this is like okay you called your coworker's assholes and because of it this is unbelievable so i guess okay fine there was um, there
3: was times during fight scenes where uh Daniel Day Lewis was doing like all of his own stunts, and this is the first like major like action movie Leo's doing. And uh in the middle of it, they're calling a stuntman in for Leo, and uh, and Daniel goes, oh, "Well, I don't need a stuntman. You don't need one either, right, Leo?" And, and Leo DiCaprio goes, "Yeah, totally, dude."
2: Super and save like, safe work <laughs> environment.
0: <laughs> and then Leo like broke <laughs> his, his hand.
4: Yeah, that's called being like a fucking
3: bad yeah. employee. I think it's bad to, I think it's, uh, one, I think it's bad on the director to not set your limits on an issue like that. You know, if your actors are getting to that point where they're egging each other on to the point of harm, then
4: you don't have control over who these people are which i guess is sort of what you sign up for with daniel day lewis right where like yeah like i don't know how to block i don't know how you would block a scene with him where you go where like who the fuck is is, is he hitting marks like i don't understand where this ends because i remember reading for lincoln that he, that he would, would send text. texts to sally field in character like love notes but i'm like so he used a fucking phone.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: So he put in Daniel Day Lewis's password, and then texted Sally something and wrote Lincoln at the end of it. And he and that helped him be Lincoln when the Steven Spielberg said action.
1: Yeah, I, I, I am kind of like every day I become more and more. Of the mindset that method acting is one of the most selfish, rude, unnecessary things you could do.
4: (laughs) Sure. I understand it to (laughs) a degree, like, where, like, if you're, it's kind of uh, the like De Niro, where it's like, if I'm playing a cab driver, I'm going to drive a cab for a few weeks. Not like I'm going to go up and go, I'm Union, I am in the cab, you know. You, can't, you have to tip me when you I do a good You have to tip take, me when I get a good take. And you to grab it.
3: That's some Daniel Day-Lewis
4: bullshit. And that's like... drive myself to the set. Like, that's not how that yeah. works. But, like, he's like, I Don't want... you ever my... come into my trailer without a fucking something to give me, buddy? Okay.
1: Yes, I just think I... <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: having like... Just him secretly I want gifts. <laughs> I want nice notes.
2: <laughs> like you would give a cab driver.
4: <laughs> like, having... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Having like gone to theater school, there's nothing intrinsic about like being an actor that means I need to go home to my apartment Wait, Richard, and still be that
4: character. You went character. to
3: theater school? Well, you mean, <laughs> and yeah, you and Ovi, but you know.
1: Uh, well, you know like like the I I feel like the most you need to ever method act is like the little girl in uh um it was a a time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah like where she's just like i just prefer to rather be called by like my character's name so that i can like stay in the mindset and,
2: like, right. like i think
4: that like the <laughs> most method you need to go is like
0: read the script a couple too many yeah. times if i need someone that trails yeah. behind me just to We're apologize like, for my actions i think i'm taking it too far because yeah
4: because <laughs> the thing is like if you're if you are, you know, I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to you have to call me by this name, I won't look at call sheets, I won't get in a car, didn't he, didn't he, um, refuse to wear anything that wasn't period appropriate and so he got pneumonia?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's like, and then you showed up and they turned lights on and you said what <laughs> right. someone wrote. Right, it's like, this is fake at a certain point anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah. so like, You eventually you had to ask about your eyelid. right? (laughs) How do you sit in makeup? I know. No, this is what I'm talking about. You know, it's like like, it uh, it, it, it does it. it, I I don't know. I mean, I understand that he's rationalized it by saying that he feels that it's not much. It's a bit of a selfish job acting to begin with, and that it's a bit silly and light work, and that he feels that to make it feel like work worth doing he throws so much of himself into it. But I feel like once it gets to the point of like, well, I'm playing a bad person. So I guess I'll be a bad person for six months. Doesn't really track for me. Cause didn't he, I read another thing there with, cause I wasn't reading into this movie, but I read into him, which was like, he and DiCaprio and Scorsese <laughs> went to dinner one night and he didn't break character, and he, like, upset the waitresses. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it was Bill the butcher at a fucking Chili's. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> he's, he's telling them, telling them that they need to bring close? tribute to the table. In you the you're gonna tell and me this quesadilla thing? burger is cooked the way I wanted it? It's not. Yeah. What do you mean, wonton <laughs>
4: tacos, Tanya? <laughs> I want these jalapeno poppers to burn the top of my mouth. He, like, he throws the plate back. <laughs> woo <Whoopsie laughs> daisy
1: It's a two-for-twenty, you
4: mick! <laughs> Stand against that wall. I want to do something very cool.
3: <laughs> he just sits down at the Chili's and a server brings over an American flag to just drape
4: over it.
2: <laughs> this is good for my
0: shoulder. getting cold.
4: Marty, we should do something with this on tomorrow's scene. Sorry, is this an era-appropriate
1: tablet that I can play games on at my table? (laughs) What what do you want to say
0: on uh, on the the dailies, please?
4: These trivia questions (laughs) make no sense. What's a movie? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who is the star of Age of Innocence? What is this? I don't understand this.
1: When is this age... (laughs) It's my your, yeah. your impression's
4: pretty good. I, I'm starting to do. It started as Daniel Plainview, but now it's like you know, it's real. You know, I would like the wonton tacos. The it's pretty. It's that's the finest it's, taco I ever had.
1: That's that's, that's We're an hour twenty <laughs> yeah, yeah. in, and we've been robbing I, the audience this whole time of I
4: hilarious Tom to and Jerry jokes. In that and point. I want you to call me Bill the butcher <laughs> because I'm an actor. I'm the only one who <laughs> can pay he paid.
2: <laughs> yeah, do you think he covered the
3: bill? And do you think he paid in like blood-covered shekels? Yeah. No, he paid <laughs> them I all in left. Here's the thing. I have dead rabbit pelts. Fourteen well, know, them, I think that'll I <laughs> think that'll cover this bill. If not, I will owe you a debt. You know John it's C. Riley. The I'll before. have him
0: come in and take up all your silverware.
4: Do <laughs> you know John C. Riley? Because I don't. I am Bill the Butcher.
2: <laughs>
4: I know an Irishman that I turned off for me. I know that guy. But I do not know John C. Riley.
1: <laughs> he's he's the equivalent of that South Park episode where none of the car- like the people who work at the like the old timey, uh, like theme park thing will like break character, even though the theme park's like being robbed. They're being held <laughs> <Yeah. at> gun <laughs>
4: That guest on has to keep doing <laughs> fucking pushups.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're like, oh, <laughs> uh.
4: so-, so I think that. I mean, that's Daniel Day-Lewis. I think we all have that's, similar. Yeah, that, 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 the, so let's turn the
3: page on Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, I mean,
1: the development hell that is Daniel Day-Lewis, is he worth it? You know, we always ask, is the movie worth it? Is working with Daniel Day-Lewis, because you know it's going to be some sort of hell. I th- is it worth it? Because he might be one of the few elements that it kind of
4: is. But he I was think- in Nine. <laughs> he chose <laughs> he to do nine. nine. It was so weird. Nine is such a weird musical. Nine is evidence that it's not a sure thing with him. Sure, sure. Was nine that because it's not like he. That was the the uh, musical about the, the Italian animated, director, a uh,
0: movie about the sock puppet or something.
4: No,
1: yeah, he I
0: he, came he, out, he was tattooed in
4: real down. life for six months. I
1: thought it was the first half of that two part nine eleven movie.
2: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> One for each tower. But there's three letters there. <laughs> so
3: <laughs> obviously like the 5 points is like a real place yeah, in New York yeah, right that,
0: Jacob that place exists Um probably yeah, never there intentionally never um you ever do
2: battle people. there
3: <laughs> Yeah you ever just <laughs> fight your mailman there like
4: you well, know that's Trent Reznor
3: yeah, I didn't know that you could just <laughs> go to, like, any point in a city and just, like, fight a civil servant, f- because that's just what they any do. Any five <laughs> points. Any five points. Anytime five points to meet, five you points can fight a civil servant. servant. I, know,
0: I, I, I believe I've been to around – I know I've been to around five points and stuff because, you know, New York is small, and if you've been around that area, you've probably been – I've just never been there consciously knowing that a a uh, uh, battle went down there. But as far as the uh, fighting my mailman, cool. yeah, I challenge him, and I tell him to meet me at five points. This is a
4: good time in history to be antagonistic yeah, with I, your I, mailman, I really I'd like, like to say grabbing that. him and shaking him mm-hmm. up and say, You
2: don't take those ballots! <laughs>
4: throw them out! <laughs> If we can, if we can leave you with one thing, <laughs> if we can add one last thing to our episode description, it's it start some shit with your fucking mailman sin, right now. <laughs>
1: that took you a bad to for too long.
3: Yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes I just vote under three fake names and then go beat the shit out of my mailman
0: three times in the same day. <laughs>
2: I have the three names, them, three different addresses,
0: back. and I just. <laughs> Basically, stalk my mailman. He
2: <laughs> so. You know, yeah,
0: he
1: addresses on his same route.
2: I'm, I, I'm in every house. Know, just just the same again. way. Back, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're even at the mailbox. <laughs> <PO> <laughs> 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 All right.
3: So now that we've said that the Five Points is a real place, I will say that um the colonial Five Points wasn't uh, like, because the way New York has been built up and everything, like, there was no way to really film around how modern that place was. So part of that the reason this budget is big as fuck is because they built that whole section of New York in, in a Rome? studio in Rome. Oh. Yeah. In oh, Rome. In Rome. It's the same studio where they filmed like Ben-Hur
4: and stuff like that. They filmed Ben-Hur what, in Rome? What's
0: ben mm-hmm. Rome? Ben, Ben-Hur. Uh-huh. Ben-Hur Rome.
4: ben Rome is about Oh my god, I don't want to contribute to more dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
0: talk about games of New <laughs> York. Sometimes you can get Spike. If you just if you egg him on in the right way, you can get him to contribute to some dumb shit. <laughs> you see, yeah.
3: You see, that's the thing about three-hour podcasts. There's always 30 minutes you could just
4: do without, right? We've only been recording an hour and 20 minutes. I feel like I could have watched yeah. Gangs of New York three times. During but they wouldn't
0: have known all the juicy stuff that happened behind the scenes.
2: I didn't even yeah, know was no juicy stuff behind the scene, Apparently, <laughs> it's
4: it's
3: interesting. You would
4: say yeah, it was the with <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when we take two
3: weeks off. All right. uh So obviously, a bunch of people want to come visit that set. Right. uh One of them is. Sure. Uh, george lucas you know uh yeah. little buddy of uh of martin scorsese comes to visit the set because they're filming attack of the clones at the time and it's like sort of uh it's europe you can just fly there you know that's the sci-fi and picture that's the sci-fi picture yes uh and he looks around and he says to uh scorsese you know this is probably the last of these kinds of sets that uh, any studio is going to let anybody make uh everything is going to be green screen after this hmm. and. uh Marty was like, nah, no truth, I don't think that. No. It's No one really built uh, things I mean, anymore.
1: They built that little town for Thor, right? But it looks like a little town that they built. Yeah, it looks yeah, like a, a, a Thor, town built Thor for Thor a movie. Room.
3: But after that, it's like
1: they sort Blade of... Blade Runner?
4: It becomes... Like the new yeah. Blade Runner? And I guess the new Star Wars movies.
1: Dune? But I mean, the, the Blade Runner is like... It's a lot of it's fucking... Miniatures. Miniatures and set extensions and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're only ever standing on like eight feet of flats, you know, like
4: it's weird how like it, it how depressingly prophetic um George Lucas has always been. I think because he he's really just has like, always known what was mm-hmm. gonna happen next, whether it was good or bad. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Like nine eleven. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Jerry.
0: Damn, oh my cool. god.
1: <laughs> In a good category. This has know, turned you know, into I'm gonna have
4: to listen to this whole fucking episode.
1: <laughs>
3: Pretty much. <laughs> um, so after George Lucas leaves the set, like Martin Scorsese is like, He's crazy, I'm always gonna do movies like this. Um they have to film that big scene where the elephant yeah. comes through.
4: Yeah. Mm. Seen and uh, A needed. scene they
1: had to film.
4: Yeah, that, so, yeah. speaking of Tom and Jerry,
1: like, yeah. Really speaking
4: really of, a, a speaking of CGI,
3: <laughs> so there was like a huge fight, and that was a like a big thing, is because there was supposed to be an elephant delivered on a Tuesday, and uh Harvey's there. Never
4: on, have your elephants delivered on, on a Tuesday.
3: Tuesday. Like Harvey Weinstein said to like meet and like sign over like uh, all the, the forms and stuff. And <laughs> the goat for the elephant. <laughs> the elephant never shows up. And he's like freaking out. He's like, where the fuck's this elephant? And he's on the phone. I think the elephant First would remember to show up.
4: He's
2: calling.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, good. come
2: on. You would imagine that's you wouldn't need the call sheet good. guy. <laughs> and that's
1: pretty fucking good, man. <laughs> the company.
2: That's good, I mean. <laughs> yeah, man. Damn, <laughs> man. This is a good-ass fuck. Hey, it was podcast.
1: Oh, man i'm telling you man you 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 make it through an hour 28 minutes this shit that's pretty good that's hour
4: 24 <laughs> than Kyle's average.
3: yeah i uh um, I, I i was reading this interview with harvey Weinstein. he's like we called they said the elephant would be there on a tuesday tuesday rolls around there's no elephant so i called them up and i asked them where's my elephant and they say there's no elephants in this country <laughs> No, what was the deal that was, made? That was a bad. They were like, "I don't know. We can give you a tiger." He's like, "I don't want a tiger. This is elephants." And like Martin Scorsese's like insisted on there being like an elephant. And so he goes, "So wait, what do I do? I call up my good buddy George Lucas. I go, Georgie, Georgie, we are screwed. Can you make me an elephant?" and george lucas uh makes them an elephant for that whole scene and crafts you know, an elephant.
0: Hey, hey marty
1: i i i can make you an elephant i've got mm-hmm. i've got a, i've got some prosthetics laying around we can do no, my no. Boy I, want I want it i want to be a cartoon
4: i want it to look like absolute oh, dog shit i want it to look let like space me. jam can you do that for me let me uh,
1: yeah so we'll, george. we'll do what we did with jar jar
3: George you can <laughs> you can make uh you can make things out of nothing can you make more potted plants
4: for me <laughs> just need a couple more they built that whole set for the terminal 2 years later i think that might be the last time yeah that's true um there's they also the highway
3: they built a that- highway for matrix reloaded
1: they yeah, did it, they did not build that part of the highway for speed. I
3: was gonna say, yeah, they yeah. finished the highway for matrix reloaded. <laughs> yeah, they finished that. yeah, after the Matrix Reloaded was done, they put that part of the highway on the unfinished part of speed. Yes. Uh yeah, so the only CGI shot, and it looks like dog shit, is all uh done from George Lucas. No, uh, it really,
4: really, really yeah. stands out. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's at a, a moment when you are so locked in, like the movie has its kind of drags in the middle that happen with any long movie, but like you're so in on everything that's happening, and then that right. shit, like the movie literally stops for that. Like it, the, the it momentum of the so, characters pauses yeah. yeah. us that, to that all stare section, right at that.
1: That whole section is so like upsetting, and there's so much happening.
4: Yeah, and all of that, it's real. It's like a movie that yeah. for two and a half hours has been like miraculously real
1: painfully real and then it has the fakest elephant of all time and it's something that we didn't need to see no it, like it was cool enough to just have the the barnum and bailey building burning down barnum on the street like looking crazy yeah, we didn't need the elephant, elephant or, or someone yeah. even really say I, I saw, saw an like, elephant like, Oh man, you know?
2: he was he was the... sorry
4: yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, three Irish guards run an elephant! That's all you need. Yeah, but I do wish
2: that P.T. Barnum
4: Go ahead. I wish P.T. Barnum at the (sighs) end sang a song about how he won't cheat on his wife anymore. From now on. From
2: now on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) From now on. Does that happen in the greatest show? But I've never yes, seen it, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, oh yeah, dog. That's like
2: the criminal song. So, <laughs> so here is the thing: Michelle Williams, was,
4: <laughs> Michelle Williams, so,
2: like after the, like, what an
4: afterthought. Oh no, and it is like the big showstopper oh. at the end.
3: So Michelle Williams' arc in that movie is she's a woman that says, hey, man, it's cool. You can do whatever you want. You can have your dreams. Just take me along with you. And then he spends 40 minutes cheating in on James
4: her. New York. Michelle Williams, Hollywood's go-to cool with it wife. Right? <laughs> if you need a wife to be cool with it, you get mm. you some Michelle Wills.
0: I hear she's not cool with a lot of things.
4: Wow, we're going down a path here,
2: <laughs> right? All right. So, uh,
3: speaking of <laughs> a, speaking of a famous like set visits, um, because that studio is like a big famous studio in Rome. Uh, another movie was filming like on the lot next to it, and it was uh, the Others, starring Nicole Kidman. Damn. And at this time, she's married to Tom Cruise, who's visiting. Go, and so he goes to go and like visit the set, see what Marty's up to. And as they're walking around, an he, he walks in on an argument between like, uh, Martin Scorsese and Weinstein, where Weinstein is like, fuck no, I'm not going to let you build out the rest of this church. And uh, Marty's like, the only way to get the shot for this church, I can't just have like the front, we need to do like a whole shot of like the interior. And, we, and he's like, no, it's another $100,000, I'm not going to do it. And they're arguing back and forth, until Tom walks up to uh, Harvey Weinstein and says, just give Marty his church, man. and and harvey's like fine okay and that's why the church is also called saint thomas in the movie
4: this only i mean what have i said three times on this show white people white guys want (laughs) stuff and so they get it Mm -hmm. and all tom cruise (laughs) needed to do was remind another white guy That this third white guy wanted a thing. White people magic,
3: baby.
1: (laughs) That story is told. That story is told by Tom Cruise with the lack of any empathy of the normal working person and what $100,000
2: is. uh, (laughs) (laughs) The idea
3: of like, there's going to have to be a bunch of union guys who don't want to do this, and they're all in Italy. So, you know, they're coordinating with local Mm. hires, too. Ugh.
4: And he's like, my wife is making some dog shit. Just do something for me here.
3: Yeah, The Others is a movie I you try can to only watch, watch once, and that's what makes it bad.
0: <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I, mean, what do you want me
2: to I tried.
0: Was, he tried, people. It just didn't work. It just stopped. It just didn't. You can only watch it once. Just fucking want to... <laughs> continue a film again. so
1: nice you can't watch it but, again
3: but yeah guys <laughs> so at this point like filming is going shaky no, it's going best. well Tom Cruise uh, has i would to church. Uh it's great it's right it's going well it and guess what it's 2001 the sun is shining everyone's having a good time and then it's september 11th
2: oh man well at least
1: the episode's thematically whole (laughs) that was great we talked about it it's It's really you know what and it's it's
2: kind of great
1: we talked about one could say it worked out great Five Points is in Five Points is in Lower Manhattan and the original Tom and Jerry short was called Mouse of Manhattan So I
4: am helping out a lot of Tom and Jerry (laughs) we I talked about too to much me. god damn,
2: tom what and if jerry I did a
1: miniature, what if i did a miniature development hell in this episode of development hell on tom and jerry's 2021 development Look,
4: here's what I'll do. tune into the end of this episode and you'll hear a live all action,
1: of the tom, and jerry, tom, tom and, jerry and jerry 2009 bit. following the success uh, of alvin and the chipmunks was to follow tom and jerry's origin stories over a chicago backdrop
3: <laughs> chicago Wrong city, pal. Can't talk about it anymore. You can talk Again. about the Smurfs movies, because those take place in Western. New York.
4: Spike is furious. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one time Kyle can't see me, and I really we could just save a lot of time if he saw
0: me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the
0: empathy would be rolling through.
3: So, um, because, you know, uh, because the government does nine eleven, they decide to move, uh, oh the movie God. back, since Cheney just said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> since the military-industrial complex did its Cheney. thing, baby.
4: we need to delay the release of gangs of New York. And it takes three or four planes. That thing, though, fucking
0: Titan.
2: <laughs>
0: we might have to do something for the infrastructure. And... Someone get oh. George a book to
4: read to some kids. I gotta stop
2: a movie
4: from coming out. Nobody touched the museum. Zoolander just came out. That thing's got a bomb.
1: Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> so
3: uh martin scorsese is actually the one who decides that like the movie needs to be pushed because of it because you know it is new york and because he is like the walking embodiment of new york
4: and sure. uh yeah he says the walking like, non-marrying your daughter embodiment of new york mm-hmm. the good one. <laughs> well, yeah he's the good walking embodiment of new
3: york so uh they pushed the movie to july 2002 and uh Specifically, Martin uh, says that they did it because of the firefighter stuff, and they felt like it would be disrespectful to a tie.
0: Whatever one needed, to mm-hmm. the firefighters were cool. Sure. Um, That's still <laughs> quick, then. We were still pretty proud of our fire yeah, like, in <laughs> 2002. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I know,
0: right? Like,
3: they
2: thought six Even months later, we were, hey, were all okay cool. with firemen.
1: I guess it would be like if you were you had a scene in your movie where it like during COVID where all the nurses and doctors like <laughs> coughed in each other's mouths and had a knife
2: plate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to that movie, Yeah,
4: that will be happening till like twenty twenty three. I don't know if like next July. Yeah, exactly.
3: <sighs> <sighs> yeah, but then um so more shooting delays actually push it to where they move it to uh December. And during that time, they still want to have it qualify for Oscar release, but they can't because there's another movie in the way because DreamWorks won't let them uh, like get in the way of their Leonardo DiCaprio movie that's coming out on Christmas, which is Catch Me If You
4: Can. Dang.
3: And so they decide to release Gangs of New York five days before Catch Me If You Can.
1: Damn. Double outside, huh?
3: And so I think the real reason we forgot about this movie is because we all were like, your whole family mm-hmm. could go see cash me if you can that weekend.
4: And an even like a somehow even better masterpiece came out.
3: Yeah. Like Leo was just knocking it out of the park. I also oh, yeah. that well, is what Leo, a strong um,
4: <laughs> and, month. And and sort of technically starring in movies supported by legendary like actors you know like he is starring in movies with tom hanks and and daniel day lewis but he's the star yeah it's
3: it's this moment where he like looked down and in both hands someone has handed him a torch and he's like shit
4: yeah he's like you're you're gonna have a whole year where you kill daniel day lewis and you outsmart tom hanks and you'll be it's i mean it's really it's the um it's the pacino speech at the beginning of once upon a time in hollywood where like the dude showed up and handed it to these two gangster fucking best actor winners. And we were like, well, I guess you're better than them now.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like classic, like, uh, like, like pro wrestling booking in a way no, I where when you put him drop, over like a, like guy, a motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You brought him in and had him beat Hulk Hogan and The Rock, yeah. and now it's
2: like, yeah. okay,
4: well this kid would be the fucking shit, you know? Fucking ended the streak. It cuts to the it cuts to someone in the theater with that dude's face. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that rock guy with the, with guy's the,
2: the, face.
4: The, yeah. The, 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 the big <laughs> handsome guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the handsome guy from The Wire is Idris Elba, and everybody knows. Dude, that. a handsome guy for The Wire is really hard. to he's so big? Down for sure, he could. He could. He could hit my. He could hit my sugar wells. He is.
4: He is a big man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! What were we talking about? <laughs> Idris Elba. Right, no, 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 <laughs> Idris Elba this walks like, might win us. Hits. Like, like
3: several little walls on the way.
1: <laughs> I'm saying we might get a streamy for this one. We're fucking hitting it. Most episodes that went streamy <laughs> <certainly> deserve streamies around <laughs> an <at> hour 43.
4: <laughs> with, the, with the hosts fighting over what to cut. <laughs> This is like our most prestigious movie that we, and like the so, first time we've all really liked a movie. <laughs> like,
3: so, so Weinstein is known as uh, Harvey Scissorhands because he'll edit a movie the way he sees fit. And uh, he's known for like locking people out of the editing room. Uh, he's done it quite a few times. He's known <laughs> for locking other things yeah. too that aren't true. <laughs>
0: he's known for.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: like laughing at it.
2: And, uh, <laughs> Spike again Spike you think it worse, Spike it's like, oh my god. Oh my god
3: for his visual uh, It's like his like audio tick so he knows what to cut. <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: yeah. I, it's the same life every time. Yeah. Did you see little blips of size? Uh
3: so scorsese is really uh he hates like director's cuts and special editions speaking of which irishman mm-hmm. is on criterion this christmas uh oh uh, yeah scorsese always <laughs> demands mm-hmm. that like the cut you see is like the final cut you know that's like it but scorsese did present this a movie originally to harvey and to all the producers with a 3.5 hour cut that had like a that didn't have the weird 90s music that had actual, like, uh, composers with era-specific music uh, doing it and, like, fleshed out certain parts of the story. But everyone said it was unwatchable. It felt like a textbook, So, uh, <laughs> which the other product does, too. So He just our, cut it
4: down to a, a better textbook. Yeah, he just cut it down <laughs> into a teacher's edition. Sure, uh, um, <laughs> sure. <Keep laughs> with the answers in the back. Yeah, the answers
3: are in the back. Uh, yeah it says like uh, the reports about that were saying like it had a better score like that it was better plotted um uh some said it was a more complete film but because of like uh the fight with harvey weinstein scorsese says nobody will ever see that cut of the movie
1: that's fine release release Release. Release. Release nobody already had
3: so yeah. <laughs> there was a, a lot of, uh, so when I was reading like Entertainment Weekly and all this other stuff, a lot of the stuff people were saying about this movie leading up to it is that it was bad. That like this was like ramped up as like a bad movie.
4: Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, and... I understand. I, I think that like the thinking on that is it's a case like similar to Avatar where like a movie that's doing this much technically can't afford to have like that much of a daring plot. Like the story of this is the problem. Like, just that it is like you kind of know everything that I mean. As, as kind of corny as it sounds, you can call almost every shot the second everything is in place. Yep. But but it's one of those similar to Avatar or like you know, Tron, like the Neutron movie, where it's like this is getting so much done on screen. There's no bandwidth for an audience to also take in a very dense plot. Yeah.
3: Uh, so, one of the final things is on the press junket, I saw this little thing Scorsese said where he said, uh, all I know is I did the best I could.
4: Scorsese said shrugging. If people are watching the movie in 20 years from now, who knows? You didn't be dead. have to say that he said it shrugging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's been shrugging his entire career. Yeah,
3: it's just, he's never stopped shrugging.
4: Um, Uh, thank you for this tremendous (laughs) honor and to the academy
3: Academy. Uh, if people are watching the movie in 20 years from now who knows I'll be dead and 20 years later Marty you're not dead and we're the only podcast talking about this
4: movie it hasn't been 20 whole years
3: it hasn't yet oh because it's 2002
4: yeah so he could die in the next two years he better not I'm I'm not not saying that'll that'll be
1: the only thing that can save this podcast and make it a streaming
4: yeah (laughs) told the goddamn future (laughs) I predicted that an
0: old man might die in the next year he might come to you and ask you to predict the next one
1: I
4: (laughs) (laughs) well that can be its own show on the on the big titty
1: podcast network. who's next or we could, or we could call it <laughs> it's dead
2: the, it's just like a five-second <laughs> podcast. Still <laughs>
1: <laughs> But the theme song is like three minutes long. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, um, fun fact about how long it took for this movie to come out is that Jim Broadbent, uh, was able to, uh, uh, like film a movie run the press for it, and win an Oscar for a movie called
0: Iris. That's my favorite Goo Dolls song. Damn. <laughs> That's your favorite?
2: What's, What's my favorite U2 song?
0: Is it a U2 song? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Iris? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's on that album that we all have. Uh, <laughs> that I we all all yeah, of a sudden. Just give me a little hum. Give me a little taste of it. <laughs> nope. I, I almost did, but nope. <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, that's the story of Gangs of New York, guys. The story that's of crazy.
4: I didn't even <laughs> know there was behind the scenes drama.
2: <laughs>
3: it's interesting you would say that, Spike. <laughs>
4: yeah. They had some like Natalie Wood publicist helping yeah. them out.
3: I think uh, the publicist thing was the most interesting part of it for me. Was that like there was like the way we all talk about the government manipulating media was there
0: was there like a woman doing that? Still, over is a she still working in the industry movie. or is she moved on to like government work?
3: <laughs> no, she retired. She
4: retired uh, in two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay. And publicity
3: is never. I think she retired right before being a publicist was an impossible job. And I think
4: she
1: saw that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like with Twitter and everything, it's just like so much harder. Yeah. I think she's building
4: up every, every uh, like star that, that created that next wave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, like any star now, like a Kevin Hart or or like is, is building on how did Will Smith and Tom Cruise build their empires and their careers? Yeah. And I mean, like it takes something like that to protect what, like who knows what we don't know about what went into this movie i mean this movie looks really hard to make yeah yeah Yeah. it looks insane to imagine like where every single thing uh like you said like that we hear about this production is kind of gossipy like imagine what could have actually come out had like this superstar not Uh. been trying to keep a lid on it
3: and uh, I think about how, uh, you know, I said Ryan Reynolds uh, is trying to do the like Tom Cruise method of like being
2: yeah.
4: like,
3: a star. And I think that's being sort the of one, omnipresent. That's the one thing stopping him from fully getting there is he's so public in his publicity that it isn't the way that like she would have done it for Tom Cruise. And it's why he'll never get to that point, you know?
4: Sure.
1: Well, it is interesting talking about that like that level of like approachability that a star has or like access that you have to that star, making them more like mythical in a way. You know what I mean? Uh, like I, I, I had recently learned about how, <laughs> how Brad Pitt lives his life every day. And it just, it, it I was told that he just is like alone almost all the time. Cause he can't really go anywhere. He has 24 hour, like security surveillance on him. Uh, to make sure he doesn't get like kidnapped um but if he's not filming a movie he's just sort of alone all the time it's like that's
3: i think that's kind of sad he's like the last
1: mega star like that that like probably couldn't and like doesn't like go out and shit it's like why he had so many
3: kids you know like he had like five kids because it was like i i it's like i can be safe i can be around these and these people like like me you know I was. Yeah. I, I heard some stories that like uh, Sam Levine on the set of uh, the *Glorious Bastards* was like was like I want my kids to be so proud of me when they see that I was in a movie where I'm like a Jewish guy killing Nazis, and like and, and, he, and he, he was totally lying about having kids. He just wanted the part. And then after everyone breaks, sure. uh, like Brad Pitt walks up, he's like, "Hey, so man, you got kids? Talk to me about them." <laughs> and like wants to talk to him about how much he like loves his own kids. <laughs>
1: No, like, I mean, I've, heard, I've heard he's just, like, a great dude. He's just, like, you know. You
4: can't do anything.
1: It's a, it's a, you can't do anything. Like, even, like, somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio spends a lot more time, like, you know. Ooh, DiCaprio he's, is... he's seen around. He's always De... jet-setting. You know what I mean? Like
4: DiCap's down the street from me right now uh... shooting some Adam McKay movie with Jennifer Lawrence.
1: Oh, Ooh.
3: you know what's going to be
4: down the street from
3: me pretty soon is the Obi-Wan movie. Oh, no, a TV show is going to be
4: shooting in Boston. Yeah, because you still live on Tatooine. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Over here, there was a, uh, right down Dude. the street, there was a shooting, I believe it was MS 13.
3: Wow. Man, you got to stop watching stuff on that uh, Next Door
1: app, bro. <laughs> Next Door <laughs> app yeah, original. I really watch, watch, I only stream <laughs> on the Citizen app.
2: <laughs>
1: I have Citizen Plus.
4: <laughs> Neighborhood Watchdog. Yeah. <laughs> video.
1: <laughs> there's a dude on there calling <laughs> the <support of> <laughs>
0: he's pretty cool <laughs> hey, this is the way hey, guys i just got my uh covid test back uh, i am uh, i i got it out of c how'd you do seventy eight percent
4: okay i just got For COVID I don't know if you did. No, a, I just it, got it is, so nervous. It, it, is, it is negative. I
3: know. <laughs> I was like, we did take no,
1: COVID tests. We were not, negative. Oh,
4: it, you came, it came back negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the news. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they really should fix that. Yeah. yeah why because are we still I, it a kid. Positive and I, I could not understand that it was positive. No news is bad. Yeah, or yeah. also. I don't know the
3: difference between prohibited and not prohibited. <laughs> Wait, mm. okay, yeah,
1: I'm also unclear now that is you it,
0: mentioned. <laughs> you know is what it I mean? Further or farther?
1: It's double, yeah. Uh,
3: farther is distance. Further is yeah, time.
2: I. But, uh, I Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just got so fucking hard. <laughs> <That> was hot.
4: hot
2: This steamy, steamy is... talk,
1: <laughs> podcast was steamy behind the scenes. Honestly, it's oh, guys, fun. I think
4: this was far and away the best episode we will ever record. <laughs>
2: oh, man.
3: ever. I love Richard Epps because they're just
4: disasters. And so much uh, (laughs) does come to Richard great, awesome, huge research on like um, from what seems like a, a lesser covered And you know, storied production. So, really great pick. Really great research.
1: Lesser covered and like purposefully (laughs) tried to be erased. So, uh, join us next
0: week on Development Hell, where I talk about (laughs) Las Vegas (laughs) city centers development and how (laughs) How it's hell. (laughs) Or do you guys only do movies?
1: I've, I've, I've considered. Could we do a, 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 a product on the
4: show? I've thought about this. I'm I mean, look, it's kind of like once you say it at the end uh, of an episode, like we have to do have it to the do next it week. About, uh, That's So sure, sure, sure. it's like yeah. you know, you throughout the. <laughs> we won't be covering City Center. <laughs> Jesus, um, I'm thinking.
1: I want to get for me to talk about the Tom and Jerry movie that takes place in a hotel.
4: Uh. With Michael Pena having just been woken up.
1: Speaking of Scientology. Did you know know that Michael Pena's role, he was originally supposed to be played by Peter Dinklage? (laughs)
4: Oh, no, I didn't know that. So next week, I'm thinking (laughs) we will do our best to cover the 1982 science fiction classic. I think my favorite movie, uh, Blade Runner. Nice. Whoa. Damn. One of the the most storied, like, nightmare 600-page books about how hard this fucking movie was to make, let alone finish. So a a big key to you guys and our listeners, there are five cuts of this movie. Mm -hmm. So the cut to find is called officially The Final Cut, released in 2007. So that is the movie to watch and the movie we'll discuss because as far as we know, it is the completed movie. And we will discuss what it took from the novel all the way to this fifth and final cut approved by Mr. Ridley Scott next week. Wow, we're getting mm-hmm. a couple
1: prestige movies in a row. I can't we're wait till this week when I
2: fucking spank Sonic the like Hedgehog on that, everyone. Uh, oh <laughs> Spike Spike says says next week's movie? Topic, uh, with the enthusiasm
0: of, I can't wait till Richard stops talking about this movie so I can bring up what we're talking about next week.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are almost done recording.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that sounds like fun. I can't wait I till just... next week.
4: I was just literally, I, all day, I've been telling, I was like, I was telling my girlfriend, like, I'm really excited to, like, I haven't talked to them in so long, and it's going to be great. <laughs> and then I spent two hours going,
2: oh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I threatened to cut out, like, ten things. I'm going to cut out probably uh, two.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the episode's an hour 58 <laughs>
4: listeners so
1: you do the math on what was removed that'll be actually <laughs> it, that is true from what Kyle's looking at and it'll be interesting to see where we land
3: <laughs>
2: so, plus the Squarespace space
0: at the top yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all our Squarespace money uh, coming thanks in for having me. Uh, um, yeah this was this Jacob was thank you for joining thanks, us Richard that was that was really cool I've never seen the movie and I've been meaning to watch it so this was a great excuse Oh man!
3: Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. That was fun.
2: Uh, yeah, Jake, I, we find we you, you on, on uh, Instagram or Wilson. anything, Samson.
0: You'll find it. I'm a dog. Uh, I also have oh. an up and coming podcast with you, Spike. <laughs> uh, that I will that I'll plug. That's called uh, Jacob's Jacob and Spike yeah. with uh, Spike and Jacob. That's it's actually Spike and Jacob with uh, Jacob and Spike.
4: Yeah, that's what it's called. Spike and Jacob with Jacob and Spike. I mean, guys,
1: guys, the important thing is the network it's on. Yeah, all, all under, <laughs> so under the like umbrella. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> all under. Yeah, I, which I'm sure Anchor yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, 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 is, is nice
3: a. Uh, you guys are a fellow juicy natural. It's uh, good to have you here. Yeah, we are juicy that's natural in we'll hope. An
1: original series, juicy
2: <laughs> <Dishy> naturals. Jesus, Fuck, <laughs> like you make it worse when you do that. <laughs> 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 it's so funny because we can't see Kyle, so it is like actual cyberbullying. <laughs> I know, no, this is this is
4: damaging. This these these uh, last two hours. Oh, this is great. it's So beautiful, this is wonderful. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at hg spike. Mm. And yeah, check out, uh, look out for Jake and I's podcast. Uh, it's one of the two titles we said. <laughs>
1: And uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Kyle Anderson Comedy. And Kyle Anderson Comedy is also the name of my Instagram. Go follow me over there.
3: Uh, Yeah, you can uh, find me on Instagram at uh, Rich and Easy. Uh, You can uh, add me on PlayStation if you want to play some games. Uh, Pepper Jack fan, recently got a PlayStation 5, so I'm one of the elite. Um, you can also look out for uh, one of my new podcasts uh, Dune the Damn Thing where me, uh, Maya, Jamie, and uh, Garrett Hall are talk about Dune
4: oh wait 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 wait! shout out to Van Foley oh, for yeah. our intro music check out his uh, new no. album got the whole room looking at me EP anywhere you find music Kyle you were saying
1: oh I was just saying thanks for listening Good, Goodbye, bye, demons bye oh, so much look like race a movie In here with the gang every time we think a movie Put you back into it money tall love ferrari right next to the mueller she want me lose focus the baby i can't change that once you took the top off there's nobody to exchange that i need me a shorty with some range and a face tab bust down Melrose with the range bang that now all right all now hindsight the- is 20 20 refuse to see a thing, see a thing. Uh, i keep the money coming
0: today i'm going the pay ped-